Our text this morning is Psalm 147. Let me pray before I read it. Lord, would you enliven our minds to understand your word read and preached, that we might rest in it, receive its conviction and comfort through your promises and character as they're revealed in your scripture. Amen. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He makes peace in your borders. He fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down his crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his winds blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and rules to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his rules. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Sometimes we want to praise the Lord. Sometimes we don't and we begin and our mind or our feelings catch up with us. It is good to know to praise him and how to praise him and that it is good to do so. We change and he does not. And that's one of the reasons that he's worthy of our praise. Verse two could sound um, a little triumphant if not for the fact that I think the psalm was written after the exile. So it was actually a word of comfort to God's people. It also tells us something about what it is like to be God's people, that we have a home in him, but no permanent home here. That creates a restlessness in us. us. I read this morning that there are at least 85,000 self-help books available to us. And that is, among other things, a sign of the fact that we don't have a good and permanently restful home here. Verse 2 also tells us something about God's history. He gathers to himself who the world would call outcasts, which tells us something about his character also. That's who he is and what he does. God gathers the people and he gives them hope. He determines the number of stars. He gives to them all of their names. So he planned it, determined it, then did it. 
I know three star names. Second star in the Big Dipper is actually two stars, Alcar and Mizar. The north star is Polaris. That's all I got. I know three of them. God knows all of them. We might have gotten some of those star names right, too. Eventually, we'll find out. He is great and abundant in power, and his understanding is beyond measure. This raises questions for us when we're reading it intellectually. When we're reading it emotionally, poetry invites both. It comforts us to know that he's great, to know that his understanding is beyond measure, that his power is abundant. And then the, this, is a con, this is a consistent, confident prayer in the Psalms that the Lord lifts up the humble and he casts the wicked to the ground. In the language of the Psalms, this is a way of both praising God and trusting his promises and grieving and talking with him because it doesn't always seem that he does this in real time to us, lifts up the humble and casts the wicked to the ground. The Psalms guide us in dialoguing with God emotionally and mentally about what we see, which contrasts with his promises. And this is the way that God gives us hope, is by giving us language and prayer, fully aware of what it's like to be human. And that's one of the ways that we are comforted and given hope by him. God gathers the outcasts and gives them hope as they watch him steward the earth. This very moment we are flying around the sun and spinning because God planned that. Then he did it and his power is now sustaining it. Were it not for that, all of that would stop. To remember that he gives rain and grass and cares for beasts and young ravens is a way of remembering indirectly or directly that he is stewarding the earth. But his delight is in you who are in awe of him. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and in those who hope in his steadfast love. His fear is not a jump scare. His fear is not one that causes you to lose sleep. It's one that helps you to rest in the confidence of the abundance of his power and greatness. Those who trust in his steadfast love. It's one of the reasons that we have ESV Bibles in this sanctuary is because of the translation of that word, which is so important in telling us about his character and in helping us relate to him in light of that character. His love is not a fleeting emotion. It is a covenanting love. It is a stable love that doesn't quit. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his Chesed, his steadfast love. And follow him in praise. With the people corporately, but also in their own homes. The Psalms teach us to lament, but they also teach us to praise. And both are essential 
to your mental life with God, to your emotional life with God, to your prayer life with God, to your prayer life with one another. These promises in verses 12 through 20 transcend circumstances. That's why it goes back and forth between, the psalmist goes back and forth between talking about uh, your household, verse 13, and then the borders of the land, verse 14, and then God's sovereignty over nature, verses 15 and 16 and 17. When I picked this psalm, I was a little bit hoping it was snowy. But the signs of the seasons changing for followers of God remind us not only of his planning of the earth, but also of his creation and his power in continuing to sustain all that we do and don't understand of that. So God gathers his people and gives them hope as they watch him steward the earth and they follow him. Throughout the scriptures, the encouragement through song and poetry here, through direct command in other places, is that we trust him and that we respond with gratefulness, which we've already done many times this morning, silently, out loud, in song and in prayer, and then we follow him. Would you pray with me? God, we indeed trust you and your steadfast love. Would you help us to trust you easily this day and this week and this year? Would you help us to trust you quickly this day, this week, and this year? When we do not trust you, would you help us to repent quickly to you and to neighbor that we might live Amen.